Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Sorry, I was thinking about how you just said that Archie can't have a grape because it'll kill him. Yeah. Really? Toxic for dogs. Grapes are bad. Grapes can be toxic for, for little guys. Wow, I'm, I'm so sure surprised. Yeah. Because grapes are delicious in like three different forms. So I feel bad that a you know, a animal with such a happy mind can't experience any of those forms. Are you saying raisins are delicious? Oh my god. Every day of my cereal high school life. Had a big handful of Sun Made on top. Two cereal mix with a handful of Sun Made. Wow. And 2%. You psycho. You don't like a raisin in a in cereal? No, you know what the worst part is? is when they get all fucking plump, like fat and yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it at all. Huh? No, that fat little plump boy yeah. pops into your mouth and then rolls around in there. They like resaturate with milk? Nope. Really? Nuh-uh. So you like you like stage one and stage three, but stage two can take a hike. Yeah, stage two can take a fucking hike. Wow. Yeah, not a fan. Um, did you ever do the thing where raisins would float in a jar for some science experiment? What are you talking about? No. Okay, yeah. What? And I regretted bringing it up as I said it, <laughs> and my tongue just kept on rolling along because it couldn't help itself. But there was some science experiment growing up where raisins would float, and they would get plumper and plumper as they floated, and I can't remember what that experiment was. Your eyes got a very far away look, like you were casting your mind back to grade. What yeah. would that have been? Grade, oh uh, boy. Yeah, elementary, whatever. Yeah, three, yeah. four. Something like that. Little kid. Fuck, man. Little Mike. <laughs> Little Mike floating raisins. Yeah. Was yeah. it around the same time when you put celery in water with food coloring? See, I never did that. Oh, what? Oh, wow. Oh, that's the coolest. You should totally do it. Okay, what does it do? It sucks up the color, so it turns the celery whatever color the food coloring is. Stop it's amazing. it, really? Yeah. I can try that tonight. Yeah, it's so fun. Does the celery become purple? Yeah, or whatever. Well, if your food coloring is purple, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's amazing. That's so neat. I can't believe you never did that. Well, fuck you. I can't believe you never made raisins I never floated raisins. No, I dissected frogs. I, uh, my sister had a fetal pig in a jar. That was a pretty weird thing. Well, you made, Do you remember that we just got that DM about Noma's new veggie season? Oh, yeah. And now I'm thinking about how cool it would be to make a dish with like... Uh, with celery like reverse dyed or how whatever that technique is called yeah. it'd be so cool to make bright vibrant orange celery for a plate or even like make it into a puree yeah for like a spoon swipe a whole celery rainbow that's fucking neat yeah Ooh, i want to play with this shout out to rachel actually who is the the noma dm because it's a friend who had actually eaten at noma <gasps> no and told me all about it and she yeah just regaled me with tales and now it's on my vision board noma so yeah yeah so she she saw it she spotted it on my vision board and she was like oh you know i've eaten there right and she told me all about it so we have to go oh my god 2020 gotta happen i think so especially if they want these great ideas yeah they should invite us into the place and we can hang out with renee chef renee and uh just you know give him some pitches yeah hey what if uh, some raisins float in a glass on the table yeah have you ever put celery in food coloring <laughs> <laughs> welcome to weed and grub everybody <laughs> what up hi uh, how's it going mike <laughs> oh man it's good this is a podcast about 
cooking, culture, comedy, cannabis, calling shit out. Yeah. Celery. <laughs> the soft sea. This, yeah. Did we start this episode without saying hi to each other? Oh, what up, Mary Mike Jane? Mike, be a first. How's Holy it going, Mike? Shit. Yeah. Wow. Things are wild out here. Yeah. Wild in West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think that about what do you think about um, when we posted on our Instagram that picture and people captioned it and somebody was talking about um, how knee has a silent K. Yeah. And there's not enough K representation throughout the English word alphabet. Like you can throw a K anywhere because it's silent. Uh what <laughs> like it doesn't have to just be on like things like knee and knuckle like a k is like a silent killer it's the assassin of the alphabet so you can really throw a k in anywhere and it won't ruin the word and in fact it probably makes it look even cooler you're just saying you can just like slide a k on in anywhere to make it sort of like like a decorative k yeah a decorative k nice what word would you add a k to if you could Ooh, uh, words that that um i think are lovely but uh-huh. are like intrinsically frowned upon oh like, like moist yeah there's a yeah add a k in there i think so m-o-k-i-s-t m-o-i-k-s-t moist but see that's it's <laughs> oh, a silent baby silent. So yeah it's just moist it's but with just a k. moist yeah and like i think k's enhance i think it's like it's like the h-g-h of uh of the english language uh, okay you're gonna make the silent k happen why not all right moist is a good one i like if i if you Panties. saw yeah yeah broccoli a little kid who sees a little k in broccoli probably uh-huh. mow down on that a bit nice there's a lot of options i think k doesn't get the shine it deserves and it's not being utilized to its full effect all right just let's, saying let's start that trend i mean sure slide a k in there my, there's a k in my name you don't know where it is though in Mary Jane? In Mary Jane, yeah. I think it would look cool before a You have to find J. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good trick. Hey, yeah. you want to come over maybe after the movie? Yeah, find my silent K. <laughs> it's like, it's located next to my aioli. Oh, damn it, I fucked that up. I wanted to say that all smooth. <laughs> my silent K is right next to my aioli. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a secret location. Yo, uh-huh. Edamine. Oh, mm. man. Do you want to get into the news? Yeah. Okay, what's gotta, up this week? Some good stuff, speaking of. We have a great story this week being reported. A local story that is about uh, marijuana convictions being repealed. Or expunged, rather. Expunged mean bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, wiped is the headline. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles County. Sorry, really quick. Mm-hmm. I was listening to another podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you know in 2019, a very obese man on a flight made a flight attendant wipe his ass what i was just it's it's in my like tabs on my fucking computer yeah look it up and he just died on vacation sometime recently and that's the other reason it's back in the news but he forced a flight attendant to wipe his ass and then there was a whole to do of course and she was crying on camera and all kinds of why stuff. was she on camera because it was such a moment of the news of just being like one why did she do it two yeah. she was forced to do it possibly well, three right i don't know yo <laughs> i don't know i gotta read the article and i'm just bringing it up because mm. you said wiped and if i don't say something about a flight attendant e- being forced to wipe a man's ass on a flight then i'm not doing my job as a host that is a choice that she made as someone who has cleaned up a lot of poop, human and dog mm-hmm. and cat, um, I I will say that it is um, some, like something that I've totally done. Um, there to was a baby. A, no, there was an experience where I was, I feel like I've told this story on this pod before, where I was... Uh, 
kind of like hosting the party bus for my boyfriend at the time's birthday and there was a poop explosion in the bathroom <gasps> and the party bus stopped and like everyone piled out and went into the bar to like get drinks and dance and the party bus driver was like um you're gonna need to take a look at this and so I spent the time that everyone was inside the club dancing cleaning up <laughs> the Who? poop name the name who pooped all I, over the bathroom it was a mystery pooper no way yeah but it was definitely like a um chemically induced poop like there was some molly involved or something because it was like an explosive crazy like yeah. it hit the back of the seat it, it, it was on the ceiling no I'm not kidding oh really <laughs> yeah oh my it god it was everywhere yeah 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 a I'm, shit delir yeah it was a what oh yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah it was it was really oh, everywhere and I'm I so cleaned sorry. it up it's okay. I felt pretty good about it because I, at that point, had been working in restaurants. And, you know, when you're a manager of a restaurant, you have to, like, deal with bathrooms all the time. And so I felt kind of inured to it. Like, some, you know, some things just don't bother me that much. And yeah. so it didn't bug me. Um, but if I actually had to deal with the human who was ejecting that poop, then I would probably be pretty mad. Yeah. If it was a grown person. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, no. um, that's my news article of the week. What's yours? <laughs> Mike, I got you. If you ever need me to wipe your ass, I'm here for you. I don't want that, but no, thank you. I know you. you don't. You look so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, LA, <laughs> now here's the news. <laughs> LA... <laughs> Damn it. LA County has moved to wipe 66,000 marijuana convictions dating back to 1961, reads the Long Beach Post, which is at lbpost.com. The Los Angeles County District Attorney, Jackie Lacey, announced plans to dismiss 66,000 convictions. That's so many convictions. What is it? Just like people going through files and saying, um, this is a nonviolent drug offender. We need to consider them for... um, Expungement? Is yeah. that the idea? So what happened is there's a state law that required that um, all county prosecutors review convictions that were eligible for expungement by July 1st. And so the district attorney of Los Angeles County has partnered with this um, pilot program called Clear My Record that is going to dismiss more than 85,000 convictions. Whoa. Uh, and the other counties are San Francisco, Sacramento, San Joaquin, and Contra Cup. Contra Costa. Um, but this is, yeah, basically 66,000 in uh, Los Angeles County were found by this program that uh, uses an algorithm to determine eligibility for thousands of convictions really quickly and wade through that backlog of paperwork. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, I love a positive algorithm. Yeah. I think algorithms are in a bad spot right now in yeah. the world. Al- it- they have a whack name with, you know, all of the places out there using them for, you Man- know, malef- maleficent. malevolent yeah bad doings (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah Yeah. like yo fuck my instagram algorithm i don't fave anything on tiktok because i just want to see a bunch of everything i don't want it to be curated oh interesting is that how it works i'm trying to i'm trying to not fave anything right now because Mm -hmm. i'm trying to like grow new branches to my goddamn online tree oh so it's nice to hear that an algorithm can be used for good like unlike iowa app oh god shadow shadow i mean come on yeah so i Congrats to a fucking algorithm doing some goddamn good in the world. Hell yes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great news. Very, very, very welcome news. Yeah. I guess the district attorney is up for re-election, so it might be a little bit of a gambit on her part to get that re-election. But, you know, if that's how this comes around, then... That's how it's worked forever. No complaints. Yeah. Also, it makes me kind of... Mm, hopeful, I guess, is the good word, because if I'm thinking about 66K here and then all these other cities that are going to be doing it, I mean, this is a very small level, and 66 is so many. So if you think about the whole 
country and mm-hmm. things like Last Prisoner Project yep. and so on and so on and so on, you realize like how fucked up the prison industrial complex really is and how this is a huge turn for the better. Yeah, and how, you know, so many people who have served prison sentences and are out, but they've served their time, they still have that record. And so they're not available they're not eligible for a ton of stuff. Like they could be turned down for a job, they could not be able to apply for assistance for, you know, certain things. So it's really like a necessary move that any state that's legalizing cannabis should pass your story is a lot better than mine what do you mean my new story oh yeah you're yeah. a lot more positive <laughs> yeah we should have led that with that one do you like bad news first or good news first uh i don't know i don't i don't ever want bad news so i guess would you rather the band-aid gets ripped off or would you rather just know that it's still on you for a little bit longer well right now i'm learning about eating a frog do you know that saying no so i'm taking a class right now about time management and about like mapping out your path in order to be sort of like more effective and and you know mapping out your creativity to like attain your goals better okay and and one of the ideas is it like self self self-imposed boxes um, to help you move your creativity on the right track? It's really about designing a path. It's The class is called The Path. Katie Compa talked about it here on this very podcast. And oh, now shit. I'm taking the class. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's called The Path. And it's great. And one of the things that you learn about is eating the frog, which means that you have to sort of do the hardest thing first. And then once you've gotten past that hard thing, everything else is gravy. No or shit. Cake or yeah. whatever. Whatever is. you're into. Yeah. <laughs> but eating the frog is the hard thing first. So I guess bad news first. Yeah. Why are you going to give me some bad news? No, but it makes me think of like the first draft of a script or yeah. um, telling someone you love them or, yeah. and, you know, good well, and bad. I think telling someone you love them. Oh, that's so scary. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. To look someone in the eyes and be like, I love you. I can't think oh. of anything more scary than that. So it it's kind of bad because, you know. Fear is pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big move for sure. Yeah. <laughs> First date? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, big red flag, actually. Anyone who tells you they love you very quickly is, you know, huge red flag. Speaking from experience, don't <laughs> buy it. Walk away. In fact, run. <laughs> run away? <laughs> run. Yeah. Ooh, no. That was crazy. She ran out that door and <laughs> I honestly, told her I it was her. a pull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how she did push was pretty remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Wow. Yeah. Good news stories. Good for you. Yeah. Congrats. I don't know if that's the kind of thing you want to share as you go on it on here, but it's cool for you to shout out something that's you seem to talk about like it's working for you. I'm I'm learning so much. Mainly that like I you know, creatively my whole life I've really kind of been lucky enough to be surrounded by creative people and I've like always had great creative alliances and I've fallen into wonderful projects and like you know, I mean, it wasn't like unplanned, but I've never really had a sort of master plan that I've mapped out. And that's what this is helping me do. And I'm feeling pretty, pretty excited about it. So we'll see. Can I tell you a pitch? Yeah. What do you think about Uber ambulance where <laughs> I buy an ambulance and I undercut ambulances who are on the way to do things that are non-lethal, non-dying. Okay. And then I'll drive you to the hospital for like a lot cheaper than however much it costs to like get an ambulance to the hospital. I think that's just an Uber. Uber ambulance though. I think it's just an Uber though. Right. What's like, ambulancey about it? Um, like it's an actual ambulance that you have. I don't know if you can rent. Can, I don't know if you can buy ambulances. I mean, you can buy a hearse. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Uber hearse. Uber hearse. No, no, no. Well, I'm against your Uber ambulance idea because it sounds like a like a like a scab job. It's not though. Do ambulance you know how workers expensive? are like unionized and shit. Oh man. my god! Don't I don't undercut look, them. I don't want to undercut the ambulance workers. I don't want to fuck with union I wanna, workers, I'm Mike. I'm not fucking doing that. I just <laughs> want to undercut the fucking medical 
like health insurance oh. idea of like, oh, you want help today? Yeah. Like that. Like, I think it's a heroic, I think I'm the Batman of health insurance, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, it's- listen to that siren in the background. Here they come. Yeah, see? They heard this, and they're here to they're take me out. They're coming for you. Yeah. Oh, they snipe me, and I die, and then they, they're like. Whoa. Just saying. Wow. The world is a sign if you open your eyes. I think I got a new gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Uber ambulance. Well, let me know how it goes. Sure. <laughs> it's. I think it'll be cool. So you might not like the idea but the earth is giving me a sign that it ain't too bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. All right. Yeah. What up? What else we got to do today? We have an amazing guest today. There we do. Lola Langusta. Yeah. You want to do a little Buds of the Week before we introduce Lola? Yeah, please. Uh, can I go first, please? Yes. Okay. Um, I just want to shout out Mary Jane Glass Production because when I was up north doing... Excuse me. When I was up north doing uh, shows with the Gateway Show stand-up, they came and they gave me a beautiful beautiful glass bong something i've never had before but always wanted like what is that like a three-footer hand-blown gorgeous as fuck so i just want to shout them out i did a little unboxing video thank you mary jane for filming it and uh, i'll be posting it as soon as glazed is over because Uh that's taken over my ig right now (laughs) um but i just want to thank mary jane glass um from the bottom of my heart for not only hooking me up with a beautiful bong, but coming to the show and, I don't know, making me feel so welcome. Yeah, it's such a beautiful piece. It kind of looks like a brain, like an opalescent pearl, you know, like the the ridges of the gray matter. Hell yeah. Well, it's that's beautiful. what weed does for you. Yeah. You know, some new wrinkles deepens the ones you already have. Yeah, crinkles it up. all up. Crinkles it all up. Crinkle. Yeah. I love that word. That that K is not silent. No, but it's a... See, that's what I'm saying. When it is, When it's not silent, it's also super powerful crinkle is a great word yeah. wrinkle crinkle yeah. yeah oh man k not <laughs> enough credit out there for the k powerful powerful letter awesome yeah who's your butt of the week my butt of the week this week is our friend michaela it's kk caray underscore ak who uh just we put it in our story because she tagged us saying that she just passed her uh weed handlers test dun, 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 dun. and she's that much closer to getting her dream job in the cannabis industry shout out michaela fucking awesome Fuck she's yes. just like so cool and wonderful and happy and positive and lovely and a delight and we met her in alaska and i don't know a year later it's just amazing watching her make her own freaking dreams come true car for fucking path yeah hell yeah on the path it's so neat when you find something you love and then you dedicate yourself to it and then like a huge validating moment where it's like, yo, I worked so hard yeah. and I'm on the way and I can kind of see it. I can see it. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. So she's my butt of the week. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so fucking it's cool. Amazing. Yo, cannabis industry, a lot of problems, but there's some really good people in it. Like our guest today. Hell yeah. Lola Langusta. Real quick before we introduce Lola, I do want to say too, if you want to check out Montel Williams' podcast, Let's Be Blunt, his episode that I uh, was with him on drops today as well. So I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm excited to check it out. It was a really cool conversation with... I mean, Montel Williams. A fucking icon. He was so neat, like talking to him about hash and like he had some really cool stories. And yeah, it was it was a it was a great time. Wow. I can't yeah. wait to listen. I'm you and Montel? Yeah. MJ and MW, huh? We kicked it for like an hour. It was really fun. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our guest today is Lola Langusta, founder and CEO of Stoned Fox Media. 
She's a DJ. She's a director. She's model. a model. She's a writer. She's a producer. She's a beautiful human. Yeah, I was gonna say beaming spirit. Yeah, yeah. dazzling. I think is the word you use. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I felt you could feel her. Yeah, she before has she that, got to you. She has that like energy of the you know sort of like a, an aura of light around her at all times. Like she's just. A really special person. Yeah. And it was a great conversation. I love when a conversation flows so easy that time just disappears. Yeah. It was really lovely. Here's our conversation with Lola Langusta. You're cool as shit. Yeah. Lola Langusta, Stone Fox Hi. Media. Hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, Bobo's oh hi. And a Bobo. <laughs> what up, Bobo? Everyone's here. wild today. Everyone got so excited when you walked in. I feel like the the whole the whole household was like just thrilled to have you. Aww. Bobo, we got Archie. Hey, buddy. Can we? Could you just share with uh, everyone listening, kind of who you are, what you're about, um, and then we can like dive deep and I'll ask some hard hitting yes. questions. Well, I am Lola Langusta. Um, I'm a DJ, producer. I've done some acting, which I'm diving into more, which has been really fun. And I'm the creative director and founder of Stone Fox. Stone Fox. Um, our Instagram is Stone Fox Media, but um, we are just a creative studio and production company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we dive in a lot with um, working with brands in uh, fashion, art, culture, music, film, and... We unapologetically fuse cannabis with that. And I'd add model to that, too. Oh, yeah. I guess you can say that I do some influencer modeling. (laughs) (laughs) Urban Decay. Oh, yeah. I did just do some Urban Decay, which you guys made an appearance on, and I can't wait to share it with everybody. That was so fun. It was really fun having you, too. Um, (laughs) You have a cool fucking story. Well, which one? (laughs) You Well, you were just saying, so you... Yeah, like you grew up in Florida. I grew up in Tampa, Florida. The dirty tea, the tampon (laughs) of Florida. (laughs) Yeah, I grew up in Florida. I couldn't wait to get out of Florida. All my family still lives there. Um, Yeah, and it was an interesting, interesting uh, childhood. Uh, Colombian and Sicilian. So I I have mafia stories of um well my great-grandfather um so there's that whole history my great-grandmother who came over on the boat ellis island she actually met my great-grandfather because she rolled cigars in the ebor city in ebor city in the cigar factories whoa and he was um his big thing was gambling um so yeah he was walking in and he saw her and that was it love at first sight whoa and that's how my great-grandmother and uh, great-grandfather met and then um did they have a cigar after they had sex the first time you know i didn't ask them that (laughs) i did not ask that but i would assume yeah right i would like she rolled it and licked it i mean probably (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of hot but now i'm looking at my great-grandparents in a totally different way Grandparent sex had to happen. Had to happen. happen. Still does. It's a reality. It's It's happening all over the world. STD rates are just actually on the rise in a lot of senior homes. Get it. Totally. Get it. Elders, you are not exempt. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Practice safe sex no matter your age. Exactly. Um, But they, so they met in New York? No, they met in Florida in Tampa. Okay. And then my father, um, Colombian, and he came over when he was 13 
by way of New York and then back to Tampa. And actually the story how my mother and him, it was really cute. She was 16 and she was on her way to a house party after school. And he was, my father's very handsome. He looked like a, a Spanish John Travolta. <laughs> and like he's, he's very, yeah. very handsome. Wow. In the 70s, you know, feathered hair, bell bottoms. Um, and he was working on a house and my mom saw him and she circled around three times and then he stopped her and he's like, can I help you? And he, she's like, oh, I'm just looking for parking. <laughs> I was totally looking at him and that's how they met. Wow. <laughs> and then the story's over. They were together for 35 years, uh, recently divorced, but they are, you know, great friends, family. Did cannabis play a part in their lives in the um, 70s? The 70s, 80s, I mean, yes, cannabis has always played a part in my father's life. Um, but my father, my the Colombian side of my family is a little interesting, and I don't want to dive too deep into that. But um, in short, I guess I could say that my childhood was very much reminiscent of Blow. Oh, wow. Um, there's been a lot of, there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, cross-pollination in that world. And I mean, being a Colombian in the 80s, Miami, mm -hmm. it, like... That's just, that's what you knew. And a lot of um, poor choices may have been made uh, throughout, but pretty much a lot of people in my family were uh, associated with mm -hmm. that, even the women, whether it was they ran a cleaning service or, but yeah, it was just, you know, and, and once you get in, it's hard to get out. So growing up, did, how did you see it? Was it just sort of like part of the fabric of your childhood or um, was it something that was kept behind closed doors and you weren't really aware? Kept behind closed doors to a certain point until I became old enough to understand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my father, an incredible man, loving, um, but you know, again, poor choices. So he was in and out of my life for a while, mm -hmm. having to deal with those consequences. And um more more or less, I learned more from like my uncles when I found out that they were a part of it, but I never thought, my dad was kind of like my hero, so I never thought that that was his lifestyle until I was around the age of 12 and 13, and then I discovered a lot. Wow. And yeah, I don't want to dive deep into that, but no, I discovered a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that'll be for a, that'll be for an Oscar winning film. I was going to um, say. In about we... five years. Yeah. Yep. Right. Screenplay, <laughs> book, yeah. get all the, get, yeah. It's happening. We're working on it right now, actually. It's, um, my mom was started, it's actually pretty incredible. She started putting this book together for me, my sister and my brother. And it was, um, everything from the Colombian side and the Sicilian side. And I mean, it's pretty tragic. There's death there's lots of murder there's just crazy stuff but even like my grandmother um you know her father killed his killed her mom um so there's like we have newspaper clippings of all of these just crazy stories and so um my mom's been working on that and then you flip through and it's the colombian recipes and the sicilian recipes and so it's just how food kind of brought us all together so in a sense it's kind of like um for those who know film it's blow meets godfather meets like water for chocolate meets uh, the joy luck club so a lot of vignettes diving into past history but more than anything it's going to dive into the strength wisdom and love of these women who put up with these men not even put up but loved them cared for them and built these families i mean my grandmother raised most of my cousins like you know so there's just a lot of love that these women constantly aren't given and it's always a smart cheese and side of these films so i really want to show the more um that well also the humanity of men too and the choices that we make but also the circumstances that people were put in so not necessarily to glorify it um but just to make it 
like just we're all human. Yeah. And this is the stories that, yeah. And, the, and also to break that cycle. Because I think, you know, the women in my family have had a lot of the same traumatic experiences. And as a woman who's also gone through some very traumatic experiences with relationships and whatnot, being fully aware now, it's like it's time for me to break the cycle for moving forward. And my sister's already broken that cycle. She's a badass. And mm-hmm. she's got an incredible man and just like... You know, she broke that cycle, but for me, it's like I have to break the cycle too. Yeah. So I'm excited to tell the story. I mean, it's it sounds like an incredible group of like what a family and like some strong women who yeah. kept everyone alive yeah. with like love and food and oh, man. compassion and just and- compassion. The women in my family are so non-judgmental and just loving and giving and giving and selfless and to a fault at times. You know, they took mm-hmm. way more than they ever should have deserved like more than they ever should have deserved as far as like the way that they were treated but um they did it out of out of love and holding families together so wow yeah so but, when did you leave florida like what was i your... left as soon as i turned 18 <laughs> as soon here. as i turned 18 i was out um but i didn't leave florida i love sorry i left tampa i moved mm-hmm. to orlando which was not any better <laughs> and i was out I, I left there again pretty quick went back to tampa and um, I actually was in Tampa till I was 25. I worked in salon. I did hair. I owned a salon. I did hair for Fox News. I mean, you name it. I've, had, I've lived in many lives in this yeah. very short period of time, it feels. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as I hit 25, I was like, fuck this. I was about to buy a house in Tampa. And I was like, no. Like, I just saw my life flash before my eyes. And I was like, no way. Get me out of here. And then, yeah, I moved to New York. And I've just been pursuing my dreams, which has always been in create storytelling, creative creating and film, fashion, music. And that's when I started DJing. I was 25. Yeah. How does, where did Stone Fox come from? Stone Fox came from, I mean, you know, it's funny. I've always wanted, like I always wanted to work for Vogue or work for these magazines. And then I was like, I always got told no every time I would apply for jobs or everything. It was just, it was just a different time then too. You know, oh, you're too young. What do you really want to do? You can't do all of those things. And I definitely didn't like being told that. And so um, Stone Fox really was birthed 2016. I mean, this is something I've always wanted to do. Did I know it was going to be in cannabis? No. But when the, the, you know, the whole talk and the buzz about cannabis becoming legal in California, you know, I was just, I was cleaning out all of my... Wee magazines, Nova magazines, Playboy, National Lampoon, which is one of my favorites, um, smoking weed. And I was just like, you know, me and my partner, um, I was just like, we can do all of this. Like, we know how to do all of this. And so we just started it. We just started it. And it's been a slow progression. We, I think the thing with us is like we've really um, kind of kept our blinders on and really just do what we see, what we feel. So we're not trying to copy what anybody else is doing. And we're also not in a rush. Like I feel everybody's like in such a rush to be the first on the scene, to be the first this and that. And honestly, I think Stone Fox is the first for a lot of things. Um, but it's that's not a title that I need to hold. It's not, I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm just here to create purely out of passion and love and to create my own platform because I've been told no so many times. So it's kind of like a big fuck you. And yes, here it is. <laughs> my favorite thing, because I met you at a Stone Fox, you were spinning. Yeah. And um, I was so happy because it was a great vibe and event that happened to have cannabis. Mm-hmm. But it was about like meeting dope 
dope people. Thank you. And I was like, oh, yes, thank God. <laughs> Nothing is... is being shoved down my throat. Yeah. I can just chill and I will like enjoy the weed because I'm not being forced into some kind of situation where it's like weed. Yeah. You know or I mean? like, yeah. And like super, yeah. Again, like you said, super in your face or sell, sell, sell or just product, product, product. I mean, our first event, it was so, it was so beautiful. I didn't know who was going to happen. It was supposed to be, it was our lunch party, our first one. And you guys were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we almost didn't have it because we had, I mean, I had a whole, we had a $30,000 budget of these people who were like, we want to pay for this. We had some major DJs that were coming and that was flying in from New York. We were going to play on the roof. I mean, we were having, it was going to be a huge blowout. And then they just kept, I kept moving it forward, but they never put a deposit down. They kept just saying, oh, next week, next week, tomorrow, tomorrow. Finally, I just cut them out. It's like, you guys are done. And we put that party together in a week. No in way. In one week, we put that party together. I hand-rolled 124 karat joints, passed them around to everybody. We had over 600 people show up. Emil Hurst, Diplo made an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was the best fucking party. Wow. I don't even know if I can even, like, replicate that. And I don't want to. But, like, it was just kind of, it was a big aha moment of, like, just really focus on what you want to do and stop trying to impress people because this shit, like, look at look at the, the your, like, this is all of your effort and look what it's created. And I just had a flash of your grandmother rolling cigars when you just said that. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, those are the beautiful family threads that yes. like come back around. Yes. That's that awesome. could totally thread into yeah. the film. Oh man. That. That would be, maybe like you maybe bro- putting a little bit of hash in there. <laughs> a little cigar hash. It's actually cool. I, um, so I shot a film 2017 in Cuba, um, for the, it's a, it's a French, French Spanish film. Um, and it's a really great film. I can't say too much about it, but my character was really cool. And we, we, we were in Cuba for a month and I stayed, drove all around Cuba. And we went to Trinidad and one of the people that we stayed with was um, Castro's um, diver. His father and his grandfather all dived for Castro. And he showed me images, which, you know, you can't like show. Right. Oh, I, getting him in trouble <laughs> no. No, for things um, we can't see or can yeah we can't even picture it but you so can't I think even, yeah but like um he brought out a a, a photo boot a fo- um, i'm sorry a photo book and showed just flipped all of these images of castro and he's like short little shorts diving into the water totally reminded me of like aquatic mm-hmm. like it was so hysterical and so again just like wait what you know it was yeah. so interesting but i had told him about my grandmother and it was really cool when i was leaving he's like here i have this for you it was also my birthday and he gave me an entire box of cuban cigars and um he's like hide those because you can't really leave the country with them <laughs> <laughs> but um it was amazing they they just like went like flies everybody was like what you got back in cuba wait what so they're gone i have one left and it's just slowly unraveling but um yeah it was really cool because i told him that story about my grandmother my great-grandmother and he it was really sweet how he just like remembered that, heard it, and then presented me with that gift. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. So you had us over, mm-hmm. and you made us arepas, and served us fucking ice cold beer with them, mm-hmm. and water in a crystal vase. <laughs> and I was like, this is the way to live. Everything yeah. like beautiful, simple, classic, made with love, served yeah. with like this gorgeous energy that you have oh, and like the whole you. thing just like really like you yeah you took care of us in such a beautiful way it was so lovely oh, thank you Your guys so i would beautiful. love to be able to like cook a full meal i have like i have a dream dreams of that mm-hmm. um what's yeah, that like what's crazy. that menu oh my gosh well it depends if we go straight colombian it's different if we go gosh it's it's a that's a difficult difficult one mm. um i'd really love to start with some sancocho just because i think it's so sancocho is um an incredible 
stew, if you will, a Colombian stew. The flavor is insane. It has almost every type of meat in there. But my grandmother only really used sausage. I mean, you're supposed to put fish, but like everything in there. Um, but the flavor is amazing. So I would start with that because it just warms you with some arepas. I mean, my grandmother would literally every morning she would feed, you would have arepas, sancocho, and eggs and hot chocolate for breakfast every single day. Yes! Like literally fuck? every day. And then when you wouldn't eat or you did eat, she'd put more and she'd make you eat more. It was like, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's a great starter. Hot chocolate? Then, oh, the hot chocolate's the best because, I mean, I'm sure you guys have tried Mexican hot chocolate where it kind of feels a little spicy. It's very similar to that. You know, it's got clove. It's very it's very rich, but it's to me it's better than Mexican hot chocolate. Sorry. Um, and it's just very, very rich. And then you always put a slice of mozzarella at the bottom. So when Wait, you have what? A, yeah, so you have a sip and then you pick it up with a spoon and the mozzarella is like, you know, it's – it's all melted, so then you eat it and you sip, and it's just the most magical thing in your mouth. It the, really is amazing. I, I, <laughs> I need to have this. We yeah. need to make this happen. I'll, I'll make. The, we'll make please. it happen. Can we? Yeah, your birthday's coming up. Maybe yeah. I'll just maybe I'll just bring some arepas and a tin and a, and a, a thing of uh, some hot chocolate, hot chocolate. with mozzarella. <laughs> My birthday's true. only a week after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in on this too. Oh, and then I'll make you guys like a, a, a guava cake. If you've never had a guava cake, it's what? just amazing. Oh, it's just. It's almost like a, you know, just like a, a yellow cake, but then um, uh, just like a guava puree, just like a fresh. I mean, if you've never had that, it's. I've only had guava as guava. I've never had it as like a moist layer. Oh no. Yeah. So you put like a layer of guava, then a thin layer of, and I kind of make up my own recipes, um, a thin layer of uh, like a Cool Whip and then also Arequipe. Um, Arequipe is very much like, um, it's caramel if you will, but it doesn't taste like caramel. It's pretty much condensed milk boiled up into a caramel. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's a million times better than caramel. condensed milk, but just reduced down. But but it looks like a caramel. So yeah, it's just incredible. So that's like three layers of that. And then you just do cake, cake, and then that, and then that, and that. And it's just... And then you serve it off your thighs. (laughs) Yeah. And And it's just incredible. (laughs) I want to eat that off a body. Like that sounds amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, we should do that. And then you have like a little side thing of... Of guava, and then a side thing of some arequipe, so then you can just drizzle it and like wherever you want. Ooh, Ooh now you guys are getting me all hot and bothered. <laughs> I wish I would. I wish I, everyone could see <laughs> how you're moving be. as you're talking about this food because you're so animated and you're like, you know, describing it with your whole body. And I'm just like, woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is probably why I like Water for Chocolate is one of my favorite films. I don't know if you guys seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to watch it. I seen it. It's just so beautiful. It's it's a love story where this woman is, you know, in in short, she's not allowed to be in love. She's taken away from her lover. Um, her mother's cruel, and so she takes care of the family and she puts all of her love into food. And it's so passionate and just like even the angry, hateful mother. Every time she takes a bite of this food, it's like it melts you. It's it nourishes you, you know, in in a way that only true love can. Are you able to say no? Because um, like everything we're talking about, like I, you now, um, we I've locked you into mozzarella, <laughs> cocoa right, on my birthday. It. I am a yes woman, that is for sure. <laughs> I do like to say yes, and I mean, honestly, I like to say yes to just about everything because I always feel like it's kind of like a challenge, and I like to be challenged, and then I love to exceed my own expectations. I think, but at this, I'm trying actually. Yeah, so I'm a yes woman, and I am really learning and trying to start saying no. No, no, no. And when I really, was really good at that when I went to Brazil because I looked I looked Portuguese and all of these like guys would come up to me and speak to me in Portuguese and all I would say is like, 
no, 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 no. That was the only thing I could say. <laughs> really. With so that I hair sh- toss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd think I'd be good at it, but it didn't stick. What? So now I just need to pretend everybody's just a creepy Brazilian man trying to hit on me. <laughs> just pretend they're trying to sell you a tchotchke. And yeah. Just be like, no. I've actually been, this 2020, and I don't know, I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, excited, this is a new decade. But 2019, man, it, it just trickled into 2020. And it's been a heavy 2020, and I think that for a lot of people, and I felt it, and I've had a lot of people, you know, express that to me as well, and I, which is, I think, is a beautiful thing. And the only thing that I can say is, time is a fucking illusion, and we, and, and just like, you know, take your time. And and I am doing that. I'm really starting to be like, okay, I have some, you know, promises and things that I made to specific clients, so I need to get that done. But after that, I really am just like, I'm gonna do A, B, and C. I'm going to flow, take my time and like yeah, it's just going to come to me. The right things are going to come to me. What I'm going to what I'm stop what I've stopped doing is I'm not going to keep reaching for something. It's like here I am. I have the platform. I'm just going to trust the universe and I'm just going to like I'm going to actually be more like fucking weed and I'm just going to flow, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, and water. Like seriously, like you know, you we smoke weed to just keep us cool and calm and collect anxiety whatever is throughout our day but like I want to actually understand and like learn more from this plant and just like just be when I got excited about cannabis because I was like oh what how it made me feel and I'm like this is going to be the chain this is like this is our fucking planet our universe mama earth giving us a second chance as a collective as people to heal to heal in a way that we've never been able to heal before our planet our people like on so many levels and just to see how quickly that that is just not what most people are actually after, it just makes me sad and it's kind of making me retract a little bit and like, what is it, what's my message, what am I actually here for and what do I want to bring to the table? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just very, it's just very important and that's why I came into this cannabis industry. That and also, you know, yeah, I I mean, I'm a product of, um, you know, I guess you could say like uh, a person of color and bias living in Tampa, a poor girl. And like, I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of, I've seen dirty cops. I've seen so much fucking shit Mm -hmm. and I've seen really good people get fucked. And for me, that was also another thing. It was like, I kind of was doing this like, so, um, Lola Lengista is my, my, uh, DJ name and kind of like my monarch, if you will, but I'm a Roa. That's my real last name. And which is, Roa. A crazy choice to make when Aurora has like Roa, a, yeah. a, a Roa, 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 Roa. Roa. Yo, either I'm so sorry, but like it's just no. like a wave on my tongue. Yeah, it's real nice. I know, and everybody's like, "Why? Didn't, why weren't you just DJ Roa? I don't get it." And I'm like, everybody's like, "I love your name," and I'm like, ah, you know. Every time I heard Roa, it was just like, DJ Roa, bear, 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 bear. and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> so I went, you know, it was funny. I was like, what? I guess I need to pick a DJ name. And um, when I moved from New York to LA, I drove by myself and I listened to the song by Shavu on repeat and it's called Lola Langusta. And it's like, Lola Langusta, she's all, all the colors of the rainbow. She's motherfucking sick. And um, she, it's just like this really cool, sexy blues song. And it's like, dun. I wish you guys could play it. It's like, dun. Maybe that'll be our outro music oh, for this so, one. Oh, we yeah. can like steal like enough that we won't get hit for oh, it, no, but we'll play it. Oh, no, we won't get it. hit. They've got like one song and they're from like Germany. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll send you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, uh, so anyway, this song, and it was just, 
for me, it was kind of cool because when I DJed, I was a very, very, very shy person. But when I DJed, like all of all of that like went away. I used to play my tambourine while I DJed. I'd get on the tables. I'd start breakdancing circles because I used to do that a little bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I would really just like throw, I would just start these these parties and everything like melted away. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not fucking Sarah Rowe. I'm fucking Lola Angusta. And I became her and I channeled her and now she's just become what she is now. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to, I want to be her again, like Roa again. But then I'm like, now when I'm ready to disappear, I'll just mm. be her again. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm going to, I'm feeding Lola right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about when it came from New York to L.A.? It was hard. I didn't like L.A. for the first five years. I actually hated it. So I was here. I had my boyfriend for a while. Like, we went on tour together. I toured with Imagine Dragons. He was in a big band. Um, so it was a great... It was really fun. He's my Wait, best friend. Wait, he was in Imagine Dragons? He was actually Nico Vega. Mm-hmm. Um, and the singer of Nico Vega... It's actually funny. Imagine Dragons opened for Nico Vega when they were nobody. And then Nico Vega ended up going on tour with Imagine Dragons when Imagine Dragons was, like, the biggest band in the world. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so the, uh, the, the singer of Nico Vega is actually now um, married to Dan from Imagine Dragons. So it's, like, this whole... That's beautiful. Love relationship. It's beautiful. It was great. Yeah. But um but Rich is um he's great. He's a funny 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 character. Amazing musician. He's dabbling into stand up. He's just a, he's just hilarious and that's why I fell in love with him. But um don't date a musician. <laughs> Word. Is there a joke in there where it's like, "Whoa, oh, sexually active." Sexually active. Oh, that's God. a magic dragon. Oh, that's a magic that's dra- a magic yeah. dragon. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Archie's favorite band, by the way. My dog. Oh, really? Yeah, he loves Imagine Dragons. (laughs) That is the best. Yeah, he's a big fan. I'll tell Dan that. (laughs) My my dog Kiki went on tour with them. Like, she was literally the road dog. And, yeah, so, I mean... Dog, the dogs are big fans of uh, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> they just like they can sing along. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does he really sing along? I kind of love to hear that. He's, he's a funny little That's, fellow. Oh, he's amazing. So don't date musicians. No, no, no. Yeah, don't, mm-hmm. don't do it. Just don't, don't fucking do it. But do date DJs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially a female DJ. I mean, unless she's just like really full of herself. I don't know, man. People just suck. I don't know. Don't date anybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, it's much easier. Yeah. yeah. Right? Fuck it. Dating myself right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. What about music? I'm still DJing. We're throwing a really amazing party um, and I haven't finalized. I can't. Actually, I have a few of the DJs that are going to be there, but I can't say because they're not 100% finalized. But um, for those who know, Teddy's um, at the Roosevelt, it's been around for, I don't know, maybe 20 years, I think, um, is closing its doors. So Stone Fox is going to be throwing the grand finale party on March 28th. Ah, Your birthday! Yeah, I'm... Yo, Mexican hot, or not Mexican, uh, mozzarella hot chocolate DJ party? (laughs) We'll have the Mexican hot chocolate after hours bonfire no i want bottle we'll service do... hot chocolate <laughs> at the roosevelt <laughs> i just want a bottle service menu that i can get behind that's more than gray goose yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, i agree with you yeah. i had dinner last night with a friend who's doing therapeutic ketamine and really? yeah so we, had, we had this amazing conversation about therapeutic really? psychedelics and how we all used to party and now we're all using psychedelics in various ways to heal and wow you know process things and i mean it's def- amazing yeah i mean i never thought of ketamine mm-hmm. in that in that way and i've only i've only done that once in my entire life i was 18 
but uh, and I definitely went into a K-hole. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand proportion um, <laughs> at all. Um, so I didn't realize, but that's interesting. I, I did have a, just have a meeting um, with a, a really dear friend who's been microdosing acid for a while, and I'm really interested in doing that. What's your situation with, like, perfect setting for something like Sid and mushrooms? You know, there's really is no perfect setting. The last time I did acid was, oh, it was amazing. It was um, at Format Crisanti. I was sitting on the ledge. It was right before um, Hundred Waters came on. So, um, and I don't know what it is. When I take acid, I'm somehow, it's like I always have, well, I think a, a lot of people, but I have this deep, like, inherent, like, communication and, and um, I can, like, feel Mother Earth. I don't know what that means exactly, but the crevices down at um, Fort Macrosanti were all, like, I was suddenly underwater and everything was, like, coral and it was neon and... I could feel, um, I could I could feel like Mother Earth's pain, but also I could just feel her like her undying love, and it was just like this this sad beauty that like overtook me, but in such an, an incredible way. And I actually wrote a song called Rainbows Rainbow Eyes off of it, and I cut it to um, the Sunshine Makers 1931. Um, cartoon, which is really incredible, and if you see it, and I can send it to you guys, actually, um, it's just it kind of it's a it's a juxtaposition of dark and light. This com- this this cartoon is really incredible. You have this like dark, dark blue, and these like people who just like hate everything, and then you have these sunshine makers who are bottling up the sun, and these guys are trying to kill the sunshine makers essentially, and the sunshine makers just keep dropping all of the sun on them, and then they end up just coming together in love. Whoa. And so it's um, the Please song. Send that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. The song is it's actually uncompleted. I never finish it. it has no lyrics. It's just it's just um, all instrumental, mm-hmm. and it's cut to this beautiful cartoon. And it's actually it's really I can't wait to see it's that. Really, really special. But yeah, it was all it was all from this incredible incredible uh, acid trip at Four Macrosanti. Wow. Man, I yeah. will fuck with anything you create. <laughs> oh, thank God you, man. damn. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Oh, thank you. So up next <laughs> you so have shit. Thank you. You have uh, months in Sicily writing. You have this huge party that you're throwing at the Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. You have all of your um, we still have other we, endeavors. Yeah, we have um, we have some fun collaborations that, you know, um, we're working on one's a, a pre-roll brand. We're gonna launch the CBD pre-roll soon, just because we created a bo- um, we created the actual box for these pre-rolls that um, it's no one's created before. So we have to go through this whole testing for you know child proofing and oh, all like of that. Like a new kind of packaging, it's a whole new packaging. Whoa. So yeah. So we have. I'm not sure if we're even gonna end up using it because it might end up being just way too costly and and so forth. So but we are gonna use it for the CBD at least because we don't have to have it childproof. So oh. for the CBD, the box because you can give way. babies CBD. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we will be using the box uh, at least for the CBD, and then the the um, you know the rest of the line uh, will probably be in a different different container for the time being. But that should be coming out. I mean, hopefully soon. We've been working on it for almost a year. Um, you know, but between our projects and and our and the clients' projects, you know, it's things like this take time. So we're not we're not in a hurry. But that's coming out. And we're really excited about it. It's really fucking sexy mm. um, and just cool. It's not even that it's sexy. It's just like cool. It's mind like, ah, I'm not going to say too much. It's just okay. amazing. Is and, it under um, your, what's the name going to be? 
Well, I can't say the name of oh. the. I can't say the name of the. Jeez, Mary Jane. I can't say it yet Sorry. because you know we don't want anybody to take it. Um, I made but, that joke um, about babies and CBD, and I've been sitting here feeling weird for like two minutes. Oh, no. oh, really? yeah. oh, I was gonna say something about rubbing it on their gums or dunking a minute to get them to stop crying. But yeah. like we were talking. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I would think you'd like anoint them with the oil, right? Like, oh, like Simba, like yeah. a little Simba move. Yeah, it's totally. hard to make jokes about weed or drugs or anything and kids. Like it just always. I said it, and then I immediately was like, oh no. Oh, I would if I was. I mean, ever a father yo yeah. it's going in the it's going i'm like hey i know you're gonna breastfeed but can we just like squish a little cbd <laughs> around the nipple for them to like work with okay cool. Absolutely. yeah 100 percent. um i just had one more question mm-hmm. for you um 9-11 inside job no is it <laughs> we all know it was it's not even a question anymore. um i, I <laughs> what Come on. I mean, yeah, we all know. Yeah. I'm a conspiracy, I'm a conspiracy theorist. This is why I'm not a comedian is because like I make one stupid joke about giving a baby CBD and then I have a two minute panic attack and then Michael just say like some random conspiracy theory yeah. and then triple down on it and then tweet it and then be like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's what it takes. Yes. <laughs> I will hide behind a script and a lot of rehearsal and then I'll blame it on the director. <laughs> Touche. Very good. <laughs> oh, man. That's so great. <laughs> I think the the thing I'm like most curious about is who in your artist before you was such an artist? Because when we came to your place, like you did serve us water and crystal gob. Like it is a it is a curated aesthetic that like just works across oh, the board. And I it's just like, yo. Is that just like somebody who had a lot of time alone and they found what they like? Or is it somebody who like was raised by painters and things no, like that? No, you know, I, I've i honestly... Oh, I've, also to interrupt oh, yeah, with no, intention though, yeah. is like also because like you, you wrote poetry as a kid yeah, and stuff like that. A lot so of it was like... dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did a lot. Like, I, I, I again, I've just been, I've always been a creative mind. I mean, I was always as a small child dancing music creating vignettes short stories like like little putting on little plays um and I mean one time I mean and I was also I I went through a lot of I mean within my childhood and everything that I went through um I went through a time of like intense depression and um I just I can't remember what had happened but I couldn't sleep I was 13 I painted the entire Cypress Valley on my bedroom wall and I had all of the trees climbing onto the ceiling and I did it with my hands and my mom was like what'd you do what'd you do (laughs) and I I mean I wish she took a picture of it we we um we were poor and so we didn't have cameras I don't have very many photos of myself as a child very limited maybe like five um but um that are on rotation (laughs) but um yeah I mean it's just for me that's been my only way to express myself I feel and I also feel um you know I've I kind of feel like I've raised myself in a lot of ways and not that my mother wasn't an incredible mother because she is one of the most incredible women in my life and she's she's just the best human she's my hero on so many levels but you know she was 16 when she got pregnant with my sister 17 when she got pregnant with me so it's like you know, she was a child too, and she was learning how to navigate this world and raise three children on no money and like all of these things. So it's like you do the best that you can, and um, yeah, that was my outlet. That's how I, I you know, music was definitely my comfort and like my love on so many levels. It 
told me the words that I needed to say that I never, like I longed to hear from other people and all of these things. So it's just, yeah, it's just, I think I was just born, I don't know. Born with the heart of an artist. Yeah, born with the heart of an artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a really fun short story when um, I started DJing. Um, and I've put it up, actually. I think it's on my Instagram. It's in one, somewhere in my grid. Um, but it's, um, it's, a whole, it's a whole story on Lola Langusta and how she was born in the, in the Pathera, um, with the Pathera Onca in the basin of the Colombian rainforest. And then I used the entire, uh, the entire story has little quotes from my favorite songs. It was really cute, too, because I had this um, amazing woman who follows Stone Fox, and she's like, I read this out loud to my son, and he made me read it like three times. He said, Mom, this is the coolest story I've ever read. And I'm like, man, maybe I need to write a fucking children's book. Hell, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Maybe that'll happen one day, too. Where but, can people find you? I mean, you can find me at Lola Langusta. You can find me at lolalangusta.com. You can find me at Lola at Lola Langusta dot com if you want to email me and then stonefox.com at stonefox media i mean just find me man i'm around just type in lola Langusta. i come up on google like just see my wikipedia i don't figure it out (laughs) (laughs) nice and we'll be seeing you at your party yes march 28th i think yeah mike's probably gonna show up in a onesie Uh yes of course yes it's gonna be really sexy the concept is uh stonefox after dark and we're doing like euro Disco, disco, new wave synth. It's going to be really sexy. Oh, oh man. I'm going to wear a caftan. Hell, yeah. yeah. Ooh, a lot of spinning around at this a one, A lot huh? of spinning around at this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have some special, we'll have some special treats. We're working, we're working it all out right now. So we're excited. Very excited. Can't yeah. wait. Fuck yeah. Uh, you can find us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Slide into our DMs. Um, hit us up with any questions that you have. We'll answer them on Monday episodes. You can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Fucking do that. Do it. It takes no fucking time, y'all. What's the difference? Yeah. If you listen to this and you fuck with us and you're not leaving that five-star click... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Mike's gonna show up at your house in a onesie. So. Yeah, yeah, and my eyes are gonna be black. <laughs> my heart will be full, but my eyes will be black. And um, and also hit us up at weedengrub at gmail for anything else that you would want to talk with us about. Yeah, we're hitting the road for South by Southwest soon, and we're Yay. gonna you know have lots of fun recording on the road, and you know would love some questions to answer while we travel. Yeah, yeah. And if you're in Austin, uh, super hit us up because we'll yeah. be there from. South by Southwest all the way through the end of South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) O'clock. Lola, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is such a treat. Thank Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.